0: filled with spring water, told him it hadn't dropped below freezing overnight. But it was still cold enough at 10,800 feet to warrant hovering close to the two-burner Coleman stove that was slow to boil a morning cup of coffee. If he had followed his normal routine, Randy had slept in the open, having spread out his sleeping bag on a gravelly flat spot speckled with black obsidian flakes a few steps from the outpost. Hardly the log cabin vision that the words ranger station evoke, the primitive residence was little more than a 12 by 15 foot canvas tent set up on a plywood platform. A few steel bear proof storage lockers and a picnic table completed what was really a base camp from which to strike out into the roughly 50 square miles of wilderness that was Randy's patrol area. Before, or more likely after, the hermit thrush's performance, assuming he followed his custom before a long hike, Randy ate a hearty, gut-bomb breakfast of thick, buckwheat pancakes with slabs of butter and maple syrup. Then began the ritual of loading his Dana-designed backpack for an extended patrol. Methodically, he stuffed his sleeping bag into the bottom, followed by a small dented pot, blackened on the bottom, that held a lightweight backpacker stove wedged in place by a sponge so it wouldn't rattle. A bivy sack was emergency shelter. A single 22-ounce fuel bottle, a beefed-up first aid kit, a headlamp, food. Each item was a necessity with a preordained spot in his pack. He locked his treasured camera equipment, six books, and a diary inside a heavy-duty, rat-proof steel footlocker that was pretty good at keeping rodents out, too, he'd been known to say. His only source for contacting the outside world, a new Motorola HT-1000 radio, along with freshly charged batteries, was zipped into the easily accessible uppermost compartment of his pack. This was the second radio he'd been issued that season. The first one had lasted only eight days before it stopped working on July 8th. On July 10th, he'd hiked over Pinchot Pass to the trail crew camp at the White Fork of the King's River, the location he'd arranged in advance with a supervisor if his radio conked out. A backcountry ranger named Rick Sanger had met him there with the replacement Motorola he now carried.